0: Got it. Sweet. Welcome to Fire the Canon. This is the podcast where we read the books in the Western canon and we decide if they belong or not. I'm your host, Jackie. I'm also your host, but my name, it's Rachel. Oh, I didn't know that. Hey, don't we have somebody else here too?
1: Oh, it's me. It's Becca Best. Nice. Becca. I'm the third person.
0: <laughs> She's the third sister and the third host.
1: Oh yeah, I guess that's true hmm
0: The third, oh, the third sister of you guys. I was hoping I would be considered a sister on this call. Sorry,
1: Oh, sorry, girl. If you were a sister on this call, Becca would be the fourth.
0: Yeah. I guess that's true.
1: And I can't slide any further down the pegging order, so. The what order? No can do, Jackie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rachel and I often say that we are like sisters to each other because we can fight like sisters.
1: Mm,
2: yeah, we, we fight. Sometimes and then, but it's not like it's not. I'm never like, oh no, we were so mean. I'm like, ugh, whatever. Her, we'll deal with it next time.
1: <laughs> but but do you also to make up just pretend as if nothing happened? Sometimes.
0: <laughs> Want to hear the funniest way that Rachel ever made up to me for something? Um, well, Did first I, of all, the well, fact you that tell <laughs> I think you I think you might know what I'm talking about. Um, The the first of all, just the fact that we can fight with each other occasionally. I don't do that with any of my other friends. Like, I don't know if I don't care enough, I'm not going to fight with you. you, Try to be on your best behavior. Yeah. And with you, I just don't care. So, um, okay, Yeah. So the but the funniest way Rachel ever made up to me for something. And I think I can't remember exactly what the fight was about, but it was when we were freshmen and we were living in the same room as each other. I think
2: I might know what it is, but don't say it just in case certain people
0: listen. (laughs) (laughs) This was freshman year. So, um, but anyway, we like didn't talk to each other for a couple days, even though we were living in the same room, which was like really awkward, but like she would come in and I would just like look at her and not say anything. And I would come in and she would just be doing her thing. And I think it was like maybe, maybe one whole day where we didn't just like speak at all. And then she came in and she had a box of crunch and munch, which was my favorite snack. And she just kind of like wordlessly plopped it down on the table next to me and I started eating it and then we were friends again (laughs) yeah I feel
1: like sisters don't apologize they just pretend like nothing happened sometimes
2: they need to that's pointed at one of my sisters but I
1: won't say who well I just feel like (laughs) I've never apologized to my sisters. <laughs> yeah, and they've never apologized to me. Well, I'll apo- apologize for something
0: little. No,
2: I've definitely. I'm the. I'm the only one who apologizes sometimes. But also, like, I hate to say it, but pff, you guys do more bad things than I do.
0: Sorry, I hate to say it, but <laughs> good apology.
1: <laughs> if you're like Becca, you spilled chocolate milk all over my bed and ruined be it. Like, I'd be I'm like, sorry. oh, I'm sorry. But it's like, I'm sorry. I had a. F- uh, I had a fight where I wasn't speaking with my one of my sisters. We would just forget the whole exactly. thing happened. You would just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'll like, say
2: there's yeah there's one of us who frequently does mean things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just um the funny thing is that sometimes uh, okay I'll just say it's Emily sometimes Emily and I will have a fight and then like I'll be shocked it'll be like a, a like quite a bad fight and I'll I'll like say something about it to someone else and I'll be like that was so bad and then literally like 10 minutes later Emily will be like did you buy any white claws today <laughs> and I have to think to myself I'm always like should I make her say sorry or should I just go with the flow? And then I'm always just like, yeah, I did. You can have one.
0: That's, But yeah, that's great. I, ju- I just think the the crunch and munch thing was so funny, not just because of the fact that it was like, here's some food. I guess we're fine. You're like,
2: this
1: is the only food that would have worked.
0: <laughs> well, also, it's just a funny food, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah, crunch and munch. I like those. Crunch those are good. good movie theater food. It's a rhyming yeah. food.
0: I don't buy them anymore because I used to tear through those things, and oh man, I'm pretty sure they were awful. For well, if you everything. have, if
1: you just get a small amount, like a small enough package, that even if you were to eat it all at once, it wouldn't be too bad, you know.
0: What type of fool does that, Becca? Come on, well, I need the family size box. Okay, well, that's your
1: problem, crunch. Jackie. You could I still crunch eat them. and
0: munch if it's a tiny package. You can you crunch, crunch. You and
1: you can crunch and munch <laughs> in moderation. But can I crunch n- and munch or not at all? Which is what you're doing now. <laughs> A little bit is better than nothing.
0: That's true. Well, guys, we're talking about Moby Dick today. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about munchy, crunchy Moby Dick. Moby
1: Dick doesn't know anything about sisterhood. Moby Dick? I have the to whale? Say.
0: He really doesn't. The
1: whale and Captain Ahab. Neither of them. What about the main character? Do you know his name? It's not Captain Ahab. No. No.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, Is Becca. this like a
2: Jay Gatsby-Nick situation? No. Kind of. The, the The first line of the book, Rebecca. I don't remember. It's three words. It's call me something. Call me daddy. Call me
1: by your name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> first line. <laughs> it's call me Ishmael, which makes me wonder, is Ishmael really his name or is he just like, I like to go by Ishmael. My real name is like Zayden. Ishmaelicus. And Ishmael's like a nickname. Yeah. It gets shorter. Yeah. Maybe
1: He's on the run from the law, and he needed a different identity. No, I think his name is not Ishmael, personally.
0: Oh, okay. I was making
2: a joke, but you think that's actually a theory. Well, because why
1: wouldn't he say, my name is Ishmael?
2: Yeah, I know it's a theory, but I think he's not Ishmael.
1: Maybe he's Captain Ahab. He's not Captain (laughs) Ahab. That's like
2: one of the things we know for sure is that he's not Captain
1: Ahab. But you know how in (laughs) The Great Gatsby... Yeah. Nick is the star no Gatsby's the star Nick's the narrator yeah Gatsby's the star but it's told from Nick's point of view no so Ahab like, is not the star I feel like he kind of is Becca
0: nothing you say will make Captain Ahab this the, the, main, the character main character of this book <laughs> nothing you he, say. like
1: Becca
2: we're we're like well over 150 pages in and he has not appeared on the page <laughs>
0: Okay, can we start? Because we have to explain what's going on here. A lot of people haven't read Moby Dick.
1: Uh, Obviously, I haven't either. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) One third of all
2: people based on this sample size.
0: (laughs) A lot of people on this podcast right now haven't read Moby Dick.
2: (laughs) I would like to read the first paragraph because I think it'll kind of get people in the mood for the book. It'll kind of show them the language and really introduce you to the the main character.
0: Yeah, let's do it. I just wanted to say we're doing chapters 1 through 25. Some of them are very, very short. Um, This is not a book on tape, so we're not going to read you all of it. We're just going to talk about it. We're just going to talk about it. I mean, the main character is a guy who insists upon being called Ishmael, and he gets on a whaling ship with a friend that he meets, and shenanigans ensue. Yeah
2: a polynesian friend rebecca it's not captain
0: ahab god damn it becca it's not sorry spoilers his name is queequeg so go ahead and, and just give us the first paragraph
2: so I I will say before I give you the first paragraph,
0: I'll give you the zero.
2: The actual first paragraph is like a guy talking about like, oh, you know, by the way, this is a book and then there's a whole other section that's like here are mm, 200 quotes about whales from throughout all of literature. So there's like what five quotes from about? the Bible. That's the actual opening of the book. I don't have
0: mine. Mine just starts with chapter one.
2: They must have cut it out. Yeah, it's published. It's called Extracts. This says the original 1851 edition. From where? The U.S. or the U.K.? Why does it matter? Yeah, because they were different.
0: I didn't know they were different. I knew they had different titles.
2: Well, you want to tell us the titles?
0: Well, we did in in the episode that we did with Jacob. We did The Life and Times of Herman Melville, which was a really, really fun episode. So go listen to that if you haven't. And I think it'll explain a lot about this book. Uh, yeah like a lot
2: yeah the book the book opens with there's a chapter on the etymology of whale and it gives you like conflicting etymologies and then there's a chapter where it's like here are quotes about whales and
0: like here's shakespeare talking about whales here's god i guess talking about whales oh okay yeah mine doesn't have any of that mine doesn't have any of that oh
2: that's so funny i i read like 30 pages about whales (laughs) you asked
0: me a question the book was called the whale in Mm -hmm. the uk and then it was published a couple months later in the u.s as moby dick so and
2: dick did mean penis oh at the time that's crazy
0: spoilers people are only here to learn that and now they're gonna leave early in the episode oh, sorry
2: sorry sorry um dick bleep mean penis
0: mean penis so now they don't
2: they don't know if i said did mean or didn't mean
0: oh, okay yeah which version had this whole prelude that i don't have
2: I mean, most of them, I think a lot of people have said like the extracts don't matter, it's just him quoting the Bible. But I think it matters to put you in his mindset, which is a man baffled
1: by whales. Is this Ishmael's mindset or Herman Melville's mindset? Melville's mindset. (laughs) I feel like that makes sense. I mean, I'll give you an
2: example. Like there's a section of Daniel Webster's speech to the U.S. Senate. There's a section from Thomas Beale's History of the Sperm Whale. There's something from someone named Scoresby. Obed Macy's history of Nantucket like he just every oh of course he quotes Nathaniel Hawthorne every time there's a whale that's mentioned I guess he wrote the quote down and was like I'm putting that in my
0: book which is that's impressive because he couldn't just like go online and be like give me an aggregate of every time a whale was met he he didn't have chat GPT to do that you know
2: it was probably his whole life
1: every time he saw a whale mentioned he was like (laughs) yay do you think maybe that Herman Melville had autism Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I only ask because that seems like a very collecting a bunch of quotes about whales. I think it's
2: very arguable that he did and I would be willing to argue it. Okay.
0: I don't know that I would argue it. I think it's possible, but I think it's also very possible that anybody had autism and we wouldn't know about it. Just because of them doing some weird writing. It's
2: possible that anybody would have autism and we wouldn't know about it.
0: Just by reading their writing, I don't think we would know about it.
1: But just the dedication required to go throughout your life loving whales and writing down every time you heard someone say anything
0: about whales? Well, his whole life, he was very into illusions, as we mentioned. And I think he just he was very learned and he read a lot. And I feel like that was just something that he did almost reflexively. He was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just quote all these other people and reference all these other things. And that was just like the way that he, I think, formed his thoughts almost like he was he was bouncing his creative ideas off of these things that he read before.
2: I frequently see people who are autistic, like claim Melville as one of their own. And it's not an uncommon theory to have about him. That's fine. Yeah, he's, he's obviously not going to get diagnosed, but I think there's evidence in his biography and in his journals and letters and writings that could lead one to believe that. And mm. I choose to believe it. I think it's mm. cool to have an autistic writer from the 1800s.
0: <laughs> I think it's neither here nor there, totally neutral. Um, but we'll have well, to talk about what that evidence is because I don't know any of it. But in the meantime, we really have to get to this paragraph. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Wait, before you start, can I say one thing? Yeah. Guys, are we gonna have a whale of a time?
2: Yeah. I think so. <laughs>
0: there we go. We we're agreed we're having a whale of a time. Here we go.
2: Okay, here we go. Call me Ishmael. Some years ago, never mind how long precisely, having little or no money in my purse and nothing particular to interest me on shore, I thought I would sail about a little and see the watery part of the world. It is a way I have of driving off the spleen and regulating the circulation. Whenever I find myself growing grim about the mouth, whenever it is a damp, drizzly November in my soul, whenever I find myself involuntarily pausing before coffin warehouses and bringing up the rear of every funeral I meet, and especially whenever (laughs) my hypos get such an upper hand of me that it requires a strong moral principle to prevent me from deliberately stepping into the street and methodically knocking people's hats off, then I account it high time to get to sea as soon as I can. This is my substitute for pistol and ball— with a philosophical flourish, Cato throws himself upon his sword. I quietly take to the ship. There is nothing surprising in this. If they but knew it, almost all men in their degree, sometime or other, cherish very nearly the same feelings towards the ocean with me. So there you go.
0: Um, so that's, that's evidence of autism right there. Following all the funerals that you see around. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to knock people's hats off their heads. Wanting to get on a ship whenever you get mad. The most common symptom. Yeah, these are very common (laughs) symptoms. So that tells you right there. Ishmael, he is a dang old freak. He is a freak. Like, what is going on with him? And I have to say, that opening paragraph, (laughs) I I was like, this is going to be fun. Yeah, (laughs) Because it's funny. Wait, you guys
1: think he's a weird guy just from that? Becca. Are
0: you serious? Did you
1: not hear what I, wait, are you being sarcastic? That seemed like a normal thing to me (laughs) to say,
0: whenever I want to stop in front of coffin warehouses, I decide I have to take to the sea. He's like,
2: sometimes, sometimes I feel like I have to kill myself. So instead I go to the ocean and also every man on earth wants to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, well, it's just sometimes you're feeling a little melancholy and you need a pick me up. And for him, that's being a sailor. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, Becca's also That's a weird. freak. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so you never get a little melancholy and need a little pick me up? I'm never like I feel a dark
2: November in my soul. Time to go to sea.
0: I never feel like I have a dark November in my soul, and it makes me want to knock everybody's hats off. And in order to stop my hands from physically assaulting people's hats, I have to get on a boat. Yeah, I've never had that okay, feeling. Okay, but but maybe it's because I'm not a man. I'm not a man. And <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, true, yeah. True. W- but you're never like ooh. I'm feeling very sad. I might need a good cry, and I'm going to watch Pride and Prejudice to make me feel better.
2: Becca, that's different. That is different. It's less weird than going on a multi-year
0: whaling It's like three years
2: of living on a boat with other men. (laughs) That's
1: the dream for him, Rachel.
0: When I get tired of other men, I want to get on a boat with other men for years. Other men that
1: love the ocean. I don't know if they do. It's not love. It's respect.
2: here's the other thing that's weird about him he's like an educated guy when he's not a sailor he's like a school teacher and then sometimes he's like i'm sick of these kids it's ocean time and then that's (laughs) like that's what he does but he talks about like you know, I, sometimes I got to get myself to the ocean, but I'm not going to be a passenger because when you're a passenger,
0: you're seasick and you have to pay. But if you're a sailor, you get paid a little bit. Sometimes you even get paid enough to make up for your room and board. And then I'm like, well, so you come off of this with nothing? You yeah, just live less? on a ship for three years and then you come <laughs> and do out and you're hard like, labor? No, I have the same amount of money, but at least I lived for three years. <laughs> like
2: what? He's also like, I never, I only want to be like the lowest ranking sailor and his reasoning is weird he's like oh you know everyone's a slave right and it's like no not everyone and not you oh yeah i (laughs) underline that it says
0: who who ain't a slave and i was like you (laughs) you
2: and then like right after that he's like yeah and and, you know it's an honest living and it's like you idiot that's that's what makes you different you're (laughs) they're paying you
0: (laughs) it ain't much but it's slavery
2: (laughs) He's crazy. He talks about like, I never wanted to be an officer. I just like having people tell me what to do. It's kind of relaxing sometimes. And he's like, uh, I don't want to be a cook because I just hate the idea of like cooking. I <laughs> but feel I that. love a good chicken. So I really respect cooks. He's
0: he's very, he's very thoughtful. It's, it's a whole thing. So that whole first chapter is basically just him saying like, this is me and my personality. And this is why I want to go to sea. Yeah.
2: He's like, I've got a problem in my brain, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. He also, he said something very funny. Well, I didn't know it was funny. There was a quote, which was, For as in this world, headwinds are far more prevalent than winds from astern." That is, if you never violate the Pythagorean maxim. Do you know what that means?
1: I mean, I know the Pythagorean theorem, but I don't... So the Pythagorean maxim
2: was, if like, don't eat a lot of beans or you'll fart. So that was what? like... A fart joke. Yeah. He was like, wins from the front are more than the ones from the rear unless you eat a lot of beans against the advice of Pythagoras and then you fart a lot.
1: Oh, that was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> so Pythagoras came up with like this hugely important theorem and then his next thing he was like, I don't know way, how I can top that. Yeah. Yeah. Farts. The maxim
2: was a recommendation not to eat beans in order to avoid flatulence.
0: Man, I, I bet Chickpea didn't know that. Cicero? <laughs> yeah yeah cicero's name, cicero's name means chickpea cicero's name means god damn it I can't oh my say gosh that. cicero's name <laughs> yeah. means chickpea good lord
2: <laughs> yeah so okay so i mean we can kind of blaze through pretty fast because most of the chapters are really short and also like as you can tell from the first paragraph he's very wordy so he says
0: very little
2: with a lot of words. But I, I kind of <laughs>
0: like that because you could take all oh, these yeah. short chapters and just like put them, mash them all together into like a longer chapter. But what they, what he does basically is each chapter is just a single thought or like a single event. It's like,
2: oh, I walked to my hotel. Yeah, Here's a chapter. this
0: chapter. Yeah, this chapter is called the carpet bag. Literally, all it is is like I was looking for a place to stay and it was a really gross night out and I was looking at these places and then he said, those look too cheerful. I can't afford those. So then he goes to the dankest one one that he can find basically
2: yeah he also something the other note that i made for this chapter basically was just like you know i had my carpet bag with me and
0: inside it was my usual two
1: shirts (laughs) he's like dad (laughs) yeah
0: do you think they're both hawaiian shirts like
1: your dad we can hope
0: like he's the only two shirts he has are these brightly colored (laughs) but it's just
2: like this boy was a teacher for a year and he doesn't like first of all he doesn't even have enough money to stay in not the worst hotel in town. But also he
0: all he has is two shirts. He was probably a teacher like Ichabod Crane was. Like he didn't oh, get paid. He just you. he just lived there. Or like
1: a teacher in North Carolina maybe. Oh yeah, where you're in mm-hmm. debt.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, this guy just loves taking jobs where he doesn't really make money. Yeah.
1: I can't believe they didn't pay sailors. They well, did. Well, they did. Like, I don't know what his problem is. He did get paid.
0: So he it actually talks about it later in the book when they're talking about, like, joining the ship. It talks about how they calculate what their pay is going to be. And that part's kind of funny. Right. But it, It's very yeah, funny. It's not super much. And also, it depends on how much whale you catch.
2: <laughs> right. But the thing is, so, so he does tell us. So he's gone to sea many times before uh, i don't remember exactly i don't remember if he told us but like maybe five times he has been a sailor
0: he worked on a merchant ship
2: right it's but it's merchant ships
0: which is not a whaling ship yeah and not you get paid close.
2: differently on a merchant ship than you do on a whaling
1: ship he did probably actually get wages paid in whale <laughs> well actually you do get paid in whale oh i would hate to be pay- paid in whale if it's like a piece of a whale <laughs> if it was a whole <laughs> whale and it was alive that'd be fine <laughs> Yeah, that'd be pretty set cool. Set it free.
0: <laughs> but there's a lot of um, foreshadowing in these chapters. So the inn that Oof. he ends up stopping at is called the Spouter Inn, and it's owned by a guy named Peter Coffin. And it's quite mm-hmm. – uh, it, it is bleak, shall we say. But so he comes but in. But he yeah. has
2: amazing food. Everywhere he stays, he's like, this place, the food was too good
0: too good so chapter three is the spouter in and this is just him going in there and saying hey can i stay here and peter coffin is like uh you can stay here but all the beds are full so you'd have to like double up with this there's guy but one bed yeah but there's like a lot yeah it's it's a shared bed trope it's a fan from fiction romance, trope yeah, yeah basically see that's
1: the original one maybe yeah the yeah shared well. bed. <laughs> and
0: um <laughs> Yeah, but he's like, well, and all these guys aren't, like, back yet from the ships, or maybe they're all out getting drunk or something, so they're all going to come back later tonight. We can ask, you know, if you can, you know, just double up with one of them. And he was like, I don't really want to do that. Can I look at him? <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'd like to look at a guy <laughs> yeah. first before I sleep in a bed with him. But everybody came back except for this one guy who had extra room in his, like, double bed. And so he waits up, like, to midnight, and the guy's still not back, and he's like, okay, I guess I'll just sleep on, like, this bench. And so he like Peter Coffin pushes two benches together and he tries to sleep on those and he can't. And then finally he was like, you know what, I'm just going up there by myself. Like if this guy comes, he comes. So he goes up and he gets in the bed by himself and he goes to sleep.
1: Is there a guy there when he wakes
2: up? (laughs)
0: before he wakes up
2: so okay first of all ishmael is extremely nosy so when he gets in the room he starts like opening this guy's chests and like looking (laughs) in all his
1: stuff And, and he's just like poking around he wants to get to know a man before he sleeps with him rachel you gotta respect that yeah he's
0: demisexual yeah and if i can't see him i gotta look in there i gotta see does this guy have more than two shirts does he have more than two shirts? What kind of guy am I dealing with? <laughs> but instead, what he finds is a little carved wooden idol, and he's like, "Oh my god, a pagan!" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, this is terrible.
2: It's probably, you know, like it's a cannibal. A cannibal. He's going to be horrible. Like, eat me while I'm asleep." Yeah, he's afraid. Um, and also the the funny thing is the guy who owns in Peter Coffin. Before he accepted the room, he was like, "I don't know if you want to stay with him. He's a cannibal, and he's trying to sell his head." And Ishmael's like what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, ha ha ha, like mocking him. He explains, oh, it's a shrunken head that he's
1: trying to sell. He came with like 30 shrunken heads and this is his last one. So he's a pretty good salesman if he's selling shrunken yeah. heads because I certainly wouldn't want to buy a shrunken
0: head. <laughs> I'm going to read exactly what the landlord says, the the inn owner, because I yeah. thought this might be some type of innuendo too. So it says, um, tonight he went out a peddling, and I don't see what on earth keeps him so late unless maybe he can't sell his head. And then Ishmael is like, what kind of bamboozling story is this? What do you mean he's selling his head? And uh, the landlord said, well, I told him he couldn't sell it here because there's too much of it. And he's like, with what? And he's like, with heads. Ain't there too many heads in the world? And so I thought this was like, is he going out and like selling sex? Oh, I don't know that. And the landlord's like, we have too much of that
2: i thought the joke was just that ishmael was confused because he was like how can someone sell their head That's what I thought it was. It could be that. I
0: guess I'm just... There are innuendos in this book, and that might be one, but I don't think it is. I don't know if that was one at the time. I just was like... (laughs) I I feel like I'm just waiting. There's so much, again, foreshadowing about, like, homosexual undertones. I don't know why I said homosexual. (laughs) I I think I meant to say (laughs) homoerotic. It's (laughs) because
1: you've become homophobic recently. That's how you say it (laughs) I I recently became scared. Can I ask a question? Yes. How do you shrink a head? Because there's a skull in there. Dry it out? Maybe you take the skull out and then dry it out? I
2: don't know. It's just a theory. Take the skull out? Yeah, maybe. Because the heads are tiny. Have you seen a shrunken head before? Look, this is my guess. You slice open the scalp, take all the bones out, and then sew it back together, leave it out in the sun. That's my guess.
0: And the
1: brain gets all desiccated. I
0: always just assumed they were probably like little monkeys and they weren't really human
1: jackie (laughs) no they're human i'm googling it that
0: seems way easier than what you just said becca you're a dentist you should be able to tell us how to make a shrunken head
1: we don't dentistry has nothing to do with shrinking heads it says the process begins with removing the skull oh so i was right about removing the skull So I guess I do know how to make a shrunken head, Jackie.
0: But that's not removing the skull. That's like skinning the skull. That's It says that you
2: make an incision on the back of the ear and then remove all the skin and flesh from the cranium, put some seeds under the nostrils and lips are sewn shut, hold the mouth together, fat from the flesh of the head is removed, then a wooden ball is placed under the flesh to keep the form, then you boil it in water and herbs and then dry it while molding it to retain its human features. There you go. And then they rub it with charcoal, ash, and add decorative
1: beads. So, what do you do with the brain? What are the herbs for? Uh, The smell.
0: Probably keep it
1: from getting really gross. Oh, yeah, maybe preservatives.
0: I love how there's just like instructions for this. And yet, on serial Wikipedia. killers try to do the same thing. And yeah. And everybody's like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? And everybody's just like, well, here's how you this is just a recipe. It's just a recipe. Well, I
1: feel like what if a loved one wanted to be turned into a shrunken head? Now we would know how to do it. It doesn't mean you killed someone just because you have a shrunken head.
0: Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. Okay. So he goes to bed. He couldn't sell couldn't it. Couldn't sell it because there's too many of them, I guess. Everybody has a shrunken head. He saturated head trying the to market. Sell. Yeah. He did. He had 30. <laughs> um so he comes in and ishmael wakes up and sees this guy who is tall huge muscular covered in tribal tattoos and ishmael doesn't like the tattoos at this point
2: yeah he's really anti-tattoo Wow. And he's freaked. And the guy's undressing, and Ishmael's just watching him creepily. He doesn't say, yeah. like Hi, Hi. Peter told me to stay in here. <laughs> he pret-
1: he's not pretending to be asleep. He just stares. At he's just watching him from the bed. And the guy doesn't say anything, and he just undresses.
0: Well, the room is dark. I don't think he knows that there. any. Why would he expect another man to be in the bed when he's you in know, the shared was...
1: bed? It's the but shared he doesn't bed. He does not know room. that. He, he didn't know it was he had a his shared own bed. room. Really? So. Yeah. What's his face? Coffin just sprung it on him.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Coffin was like, wait here until he comes back and then we'll ask him if you can go in there. But then he never came back until way after midnight. So eventually he was just like, whatever, maybe he's not coming back.
1: What if you went to a hotel, Jackie? You went to the Hilton or something and you go to bed or you leave and you come back and there's just someone in your bed. And they're like, this is one of the (laughs) shared bedrooms. And you're like, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah,
0: that's what we're saying. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: exactly what it was like for him.
0: (laughs) You were saying like, how did he not know it was a shared bed? And I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't know. Because that's not what you expect. The
1: guy should have warned him, like oh, why is the room cheaper? It's cheaper because I'll let someone else sleep with you if they ask. Becca, I
0: think this is the (laughs) spouter inn. I think this is a lawless place. It's the worst inn in New Haven. He tried to give the guy a wooden bench to sleep on. That's not, this isn't a regular hotel.
1: Yeah. I mean, a regular hotel wouldn't even let you use their bench if they were full. They'd kick you out, though.
0: Yeah, they definitely wouldn't. And I don't know if the continental breakfast was there. All this kind of stuff.
1: So much for hospitality. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so he sees the tattoos. He's freaked out by it. And Yeah, he has this kind of, you can't put a sticker on a, what is it my sister always says? Can't put a sticker on a Bentley. What? That's, that's. Is that
1: about tattoos? No, it's if you have a nice car, yeah, a nice body, why would you ruin it with tattoos or
0: whatever? Which I don't agree with. I don't agree with it either, but clearly Ishmael feels that way. Ishmael
1: was thinking, what a nice body this man had and he ruined it. Yeah, what a, what a
0: Bentley that man has.
1: Actually, he does think that in a little bit. So Queequeg, he freaks out.
2: They both freak out. Queequeg's going to attack him. Ishmael's yelling like, talk to Peter, talk to Peter. And like Peter shows up, they work it out. And then like immediately. So first Ishmael's like, ew, he's a pagan cannibal and he's covered in tattoos. It's gross. In the same chapter, he's like, actually, this is kind of hot. He literally is (laughs) like, I noticed he was actually pretty well formed and handsome. For a cannibal. Wow. And he, he's always noticing that. He's always telling you if guys are hot. Oh, he definitely <laughs> wow. is. It's
1: like enemies to lovers and the only one bed trope all in one yeah. chapter. Oh,
0: I, <laughs> 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 Sorry. So no, I think Ishmael literally didn't understand the head thing because he was like, Peter Coffin, why didn't you tell me he was a cannibal? And Peter is like, I told you he was out selling heads. What did you think that I meant? He was like, well, I didn't think you meant that. But Weakwag says you get in. He motions with this big knife that he has he says get in and ishmael gets in the bed he climbs in after him and they just go to sleep yeah they go to sleep
2: and then the next morning he wakes up and queequeg's arm is around him and he, he even says like we were like husband and wife what and- they're spooning oh yeah they're spooning what? and he literally he remembers he's like wow this kind of reminds me of when I was a kid and one day I spent 16 hours in bed. <laughs> and then he's like thinking and he tries to wake Queequeg up a little bit and he doesn't wake up. So then he's like, oh, whatever, I'll just enjoy it. <laughs> so this is after the previous chapter, him being like, oh, my gosh, he's a savage cannibal, blah, blah, blah. In this chapter, he's he literally says, you know, savages are innately polite and delicate because later on, Queequeg like turns his back or whatever so that Ishmael can get changed. And he's like, you know what? Actually, all savages are better than us. Like, they're way better.
1: (laughs) So I didn't realize this book was so gay. Yeah. It's
2: really gay immediately. They
1: have a marriage.
2: In one of these two chapters, I think Kui Kui is like, we should get married, basically.
0: Yeah, I don't think they literally get married, but they talk about it. And... Yeah, he's, he's trying to wake Queequeg up and he's like wriggling around and then he's like, oh, this is just like terrible that I'm hugging a man in this matrimonial style. And finally he gets him to wake up and then they just lay there and look at each other. They hang
2: out in bed for hours and like chat. They hang out in bed. For hours? Yes. Oh
1: my God. And then he gets up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kwee Kwe gets up and gets dressed and again Ishmael just watches him the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Then he goes out. Okay, so that's that. Um I found the chapter
2: where they say they're married and I'll I'll tell you when we get there. But okay, so the next chapter, Ishmael, I wrote I wrote that he's a good sport about himself because he says something basically like, Oh, you know, it's I think it's a really good thing to travel the world and like see the world and learn new things and get some polish. But then he's like, But you know, some dudes they just travel the world and they're still awkward. Oh <laughs> Yeah so.
0: yeah, so breakfast is just a chapter where they eat food. And then he's like, Queequeg didn't eat any of the normal stuff. He just ate like barely cooked meat.
2: Yeah, he eats raw steaks. That's what Peter Coffin says. He's like, yeah, he eats raw steaks every meal. That's all. It's a lot of meat. That's normal. Yeah, that is normal. So anyway, that's that chapter. He's just like, me and my new friend had breakfast together. So he's in New Bedford. Sorry, I think I said New Haven earlier, but it's New Bedford. So they're walking around together and he's like oh New Bedford it has so many people of all types and like the weirdest looking ones are country dandies because they don't actually know how to dress but they all come here and he says that. Everyone in New Bedford is rich, and also the women are among the hottest in the world, and the only people who are hotter are the
0: women from Salem, and it's because they're
2: magical, and that's, like, the whole chapter.
0: (laughs) I got to agree. I got to agree with that. But he never describes a woman at all, like, at least in the parts that we've read so far. I think there's one so far, one female character who has a name, and he never speaks to her, and she's, like, an old lady, and he doesn't ever describe, like, a woman that he sees and is like, oh, look at this fine lass or whatever. He only describes Queequeg's body and the bodies of all the sailors. He's
1: demisexual, Jackie. He needs to look yeah. through your bags first to find you attractive. <laughs> he yeah, he's, a,
0: he's TSA sexual. He needs to <laughs> check you out in the scanner and all kinds of stuff. So maybe
1: if he got to look through a lady's belongings, he would find her attractive. Ew. Maybe. So the thing about the women of Salem that's magical
2: is he says that they breathe out sweet musk so that their sailor boyfriends smell it from off the coast and, like, come back.
1: That's wild. I wouldn't do that even if I
0: could. My girl's so stinky I can can (laughs) smell her from the ocean.
2: (laughs) I feel like that's only a useful magical ability if you're specifically dating a sailor.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: What if you couldn't help it and just sailors were always popping up and you were like that's enough of you guys. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Get
0: away from me. And they're like, "Well, brush your teeth then, Patricia." Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's a uh, he's interesting.
2: The next chapter, he kind of like walks around different churches, and he like checks out a black church, and then he checks out a white church. And I believe Quigweig is in the white church and sees Ishmael come in, and Ishmael's like,
1: "What's he doing here?" Okay, you mean a church like the church is that color, or that church is for so, like, the people inside?
2: The first oh, one. Okay. I think it's like all black people in the second one. It's like all white people except for Queequeg.
0: Oh, okay. You don't know what a black church is? She does. I know what oh, a okay. black church is. I just didn't know they had them in <laughs> the Massachusetts. Said that very literally, <laughs> I guess. Yeah.
2: Well, there's a lot of sailors from all over. Yeah. Oh, okay. At this time, Becca, Massachusetts was the center of the world, according to
1: Ishmael. I feel like Massachusetts, it's very white these days. Well, these days it is. Okay. So that's what I was picturing, and I just didn't think they had enough black people to scrape together a black church up there. (laughs) At the
0: time, they did. Apparently they do. It's not segregated or anything, though. He just goes wherever. But he just describes the church for a chapter, and it's just this crazy church with all this like ocean stuff in it It just resembles a ship basically
2: so one interesting thing is
0: the church it is like a church for sailors and
2: their widows basically Mm -hmm. and it's filled with little tablets that have the names of dead sailors and Ishmael says when he sees them, he cheers up because of the opportunity for
1: promotion.
0: (laughs) Like they cleared a spot for me?
2: No, like so many of them die that he'll be able to move up in the rankings.
0: That's what I'm saying. They'll clear a spot for me. But I
2: thought he didn't want to be promoted. Well, he wants more money, I guess. I mean, like when I get, I don't know if, if a sailor dies on a whaling ship,
0: I don't know if his widow gets his portion or if he doesn't get any. I'm not really sure. If a sailor dies on a whaling trip, does he die in real life?
2: (laughs) That's a good question.
0: If Jacob were here, he would put a cricket in right there. The next chapter is just called The Pulpit, and he just describes the pulpit, which is very complex, apparently. That's kind of
1: boring of him. It looks like
2: a ship. And then the guy sees a painting, and he's like, ooh, a ship and a painting— And in the chapter after that, he describes the preacher who uses the pulpit, and he's apparently famous because he used to be a sailor. That doesn't
0: make you famous. He climbs into the pulpit with like a little ladder that rolls down, like you're climbing up the side of a ship. So he climbs up this little ladder, and then he rolls it back up after him as though to be like, nobody else can come up here. This is my pulpit. Yeah, this
2: is for me. (laughs) Becca, if you heard that there's a preacher who's famous for being a former sailor, what would be the most stereotypical story he would do a sermon about?
1: Okay, I have two guesses. It's either okay Jonah in the whale. Yep, got it. Or Noah's Ark. It's Jonah in the whale. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be pretty funny <laughs> if he did Noah's Ark and skipped over the whole Jonah thing. Low-hanging fruit. The thing
2: about Noah is he was not a sailor. The whole thing was that he had never made a boat before. <laughs> but it was the first <laughs> boat. I
1: feel like a sailor would really care about the first boat. I don't boat, think it was the know?
0: first boat. There was well, water. In-
1: in the Western canon, Jackie, oh, okay. it was the worst, the first boat. I don't know if it was it's the first
2: boat mentioned in the Bible, but I don't think there's any implication that people were like never heard of a boat, right?
0: God, God was like, you shall build a boat, and he's like, a what? In the Bible, people <laughs> didn't know what a boat
1: was. No, he didn't know. Everyone was like, what you? I making? thought they just mocked him because it was so big. That's what I thought. I don't know.
0: You think he was like? It's a boat. And they were like, oh, what? I got to make a what now? (laughs) I got to make a house that floats?
1: I thought that's what I interpreted as, but I'm not a theologist, so who knows? Okay. So he tells the story of Jonah, but he makes up bullshit it's full of puns it's full of ocean
2: puns Why? but it's also he makes stuff up he's like oh the captain you know when he saw jonah he was like now you're not a criminal are you jonah and jonah was like no i'm not <laughs> oh little <old> me <laughs> yeah and he's like well that captain he was a good guy and you know when they
1: were gonna throw him overboard they really didn't want to he's just making stuff up <laughs> <laughs> but what does that have to do with the the lesson like what was his point of the sermon what was the takeaway?
0: <laughs> I feel like he's just ascribing way too much importance to the captain and the sailors because he just wants to talk about them.
1: Yeah, yeah, he, he wants to make
0: them main characters. Right.
2: He just got carried away.
0: Sailors, they're so nice. They're so good. They're really fair. They just threw him overboard yeah. the because they absolutely had to, but they felt really bad about it. But I
1: just want to know, like, what wisdom he was hoping to impart to the congregation with this I story? I think it was to make it more interesting.
0: Um, but the point of the sermon is. <laughs> That, hold on, I'm going to find it real quick.
2: Okay. I'll just, while you find it, Becca, there's a point where the preacher says to the congregation, is not the main truck higher than the Kelson is low? What does that mean? I don't I'm know. Like, you you tell me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> did the
1: congregation like it though?
0: Probably. <laughs> I I think the point of it was twofold. One one was to say that the actual lesson of Jonah and the whale is you know he was bad, but he had this time in the whale, and then he realized like he was allowed to come out, and it was because he was going to like preach you know the gospel and then he says the second part the other lesson is woe to that pilot of the living god who slights this lesson woe to him whom this world charms from gospel duty woe to him who seeks to pour oil on the waters woe to him who seeks to please rather than to appall um i think it's just be 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 happy about the ocean
2: (laughs) no (laughs) not at all (laughs) what (laughs) No, <laughs> Jackie.
0: <laughs> what do you think the point is, Rachel?
1: I, I know what it is. Yeah, I, I do too, but I wasn't sure if the preacher was making the right point. The, sec- the second
2: point? Yeah, I know what the second point is. The second point is that you should be fighting against the world. You should always, like, disturb everything around you. When he's saying don't pour, pour oil on the waters, he's saying, like, if times are troubled, don't try to smooth it over. You always have to do what God wants even if it makes your life significantly harder.
0: Doesn't that mean be happy about ocean? <laughs> no. <laughs> have fun playing in the water. But he, That's what all be yeah, saying. Have fun frolicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's very dramatic and at one point he says to them like, "Look, you guys, have to obey God, but I have so much more pressure on me to obey God because I've sinned more than you. And he works himself up to this fury. And then at the end of the sermon, he just, like, buries his face in his hands and just, like, collapses. And that's the end of the sermon. He stays in child's
2: pose till everyone leaves.
0: Yeah, he just... Face to yoga mat. so Matt.
2: awkward. Yeah. I know. feel like
0: Herman Melville is a very theatrical guy.
2: Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. So the next chapter, you know we're back with Queequeg because it's called A Bosom Friend. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And they met literally like 10 pages ago.
0: but and so he yesterday, says, right?
2: Yeah. Basically, yeah. So here's a, a couple things I just wanted to tell you that he says about Queequeg. He says, Queequeg looked like a man who had never cringed and never had had a creditor. And he also calls him a
0: cannibal George Washington. What? He says, savage though he was, at least for my taste, his countenance was not entirely disagreeable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I kind of like his face. I mean, he's a savage and, you know, this is terrible and all, but like... But still. I don't hate his face.
2: He's got a little something. Je ne sais yeah. quoi.
0: <laughs> he has a little je ne sais quoi. He said, I saw the traces of a simple, honest heart, and in his large, deep eyes, fiery, black, and bold, there were tokens of a spirit that would dare a thousand devils. He He's in love with him. That was
1: <laughs> such high praise. Yeah, I wouldn't say that about... He yeah.
0: never describes a woman like this at he all. He barely
1: describes a woman. <laughs>
0: like don't don't straight men say all the time about like their friends' large deep eyes and their fiery souls and their pleasing faces?
2: Yeah, they do. But OK, so the, so they talk about also Queequeg can't read, but Ishmael can. And they like kind of bond over a book and Ishmael talks to him about it and reads him a little bit. And then they smoke a pipe together, which previously he had said, like, I am not getting in bed with him while he's smoking. And then now he's like, let's get in bed together and smoke a pipe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And then they say, listen to this. He seemed to take to me quite as naturally and unbiddenly as I to him. And when our smoke was over, he pressed his forehead against mine, clasped me round the waist, and said that henceforth we were married.
0: <laughs> but he meaning, explains, now look, now, no, meaning, no, 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 this isn't gay, Rachel, because in his culture, that just means, means that yeah. we're good friends. And he would gladly die for me. Yeah, that he would <laughs> die for me, gladly. And he says, you know... This would normally seem like a really fast move, but it just doesn't apply when it's a savage because they're so simple. So this is, it's fine. Yeah. There's nothing gay about this. It's just cultural differences. Just two bros being married. We're friend married. That's how it is.
2: So then the next (sighs) chapter, it's literally, he says, like, it was a cold day outside, so we hung out in bed together all day. Like, we didn't even want to leave to have breakfast. We just stayed in bed together, snugged up. And he even gives you tips on coziness where he's like, you know, the best way to be cozy is when it's so cold outside of the bed and you, like, stick out a little bit so you can kind of feel the cold, but
0: then you're all snug under the blankets. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's the whole
0: chapter is them
2: hanging out in bed together
0: all day. He says, there is no place like a bed for confidential Disclosures between friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. even says Man and wife open their souls to each other. Old couples lie and chat. There in our heart's honeymoon lay I and Quequeg, a cozy loving pair. A
2: cozy and loving
0: then, pair. On yeah. their
2: heart's honeymoon.
0: On their hearts honeymoon, chapter eleven is called nightgown, and it starts out. Yeah, we're in bed. We they just nap uh, all day. We nap all day. Quequeg throws his legs over mine, and what? Eventually, we decided to get up because yeah. we were hungry. It's very just- cute. It's super cute.
2: They're in love. They're in love. It should end here, honestly. So in the next chapter, Queegweg tells his life story, which is like, oh, my dad, he was a cannibal king. I did all this stuff, but like I was really adventurous and I wanted to go to sea, but nobody would let me, and I snuck onto a ship, and then when I got there, I realized like Christians are also bad, but I decided I would, you know, go to sea. And then at the end of the chapter, the two guys are like, "Hey, why don't we go to see together? Like, let's stick together and do this thing forever.
0: <laughs> and at the end of the chapter, guess what? Another hug, another forehead press, and then spooning again.
1: That is, like, <laughs> the gayest thing I've ever heard, It's actually. so friendly.
2: It's so
0: friendly. No.
2: Jackie, this is why I said Moby Dick is for the gays. Do you get
0: it now? <laughs> yeah, I get it. I got it immediately. I didn't know, okay? I didn't know. Now I know. Now all of you know.
1: <laughs> they hug. They press their foreheads together. They get married. And then they
0: spoon all day that's as gay as it gets that's that's what you do in his country no what is his country does he say it's i mean somewhere in polynesia i
2: believe he says two different places and i don't even know if either of them is a real name maybe they
0: had different names or he had a different name either
2: ishmael or melville gets it wrong because he calls it he does call it a couple different things but that are kind of similar but different so i
0: don't know which one of them messed up yeah but, but, yeah, so he, his dad was, like, the king of wherever they lived, and so he yeah. was, like, the prince. And he's going to go back at some point.
2: He's like, yeah, I'll probably go back and be the king someday. And Ishmael can be the king consort. Oh,
1: <gasps> That would be so cute.
0: <laughs> In the next chapter, it's <laughs> a very mm-hmm. fast thing that they did, but... um simple they're just so simple
1: they are in love that's just the deal yeah
0: right mm-hmm. like
1: this <laughs> fast as lesbians
0: what do ishmael and quee quag bring on their second date
1: the next chapter they get a wheelbarrow <laughs> that's
2: the u-haul yeah, wheelbarrow
0: of the 1800s <laughs> they actually do get a wheelbarrow are you- yes <laughs> yeah it's called wheelbarrow <gasps> Oh my god, that's another thing. It's called wheelbarrow. So in the very first paragraph, Ishmael finally manages to sell the head, and then using the money from the sale of the head, he buys or sorry, he keeps the money. He has you know, a lot of money. sold a lot of heads. Yeah. So they borrow a wheelbarrow, they put all their stuff in it, and they go on down and they try to get employment on a ship. Yeah.
2: Oh, I'll just tell you. So in in the previous chapter he said he's from Coco Voco, and in this chapter he says he's from Rokovoco. So, but yeah, so in this chapter, when he and Quequeg are like walking around together, Ishmael is like, can you believe it? People were shocked that we were best friends. And it's like two days ago, you were prejudiced against this guy and like didn't want to be around him. And now he's like, people are so crazy. Like, why can't they accept that we're best friends? No, you're in love. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey, everybody, this is Jackie jumping in just to break up the episode a little bit. You know, maybe you want to have a little breaky break, have a Kit Kat bar, whatever you want to do. Not sponsored. Oh, God, I wish we were. Oh, God, I wish we were sponsored by Kit Kat. I wish I even just had a Kit Kat. I'd even be happy with that. I know. Anyway, we would like to remind you while you're here that uh, you could become a patron of our show and you could get some really cool stuff like access to all our bonus episodes. Um, We're going to make merch soon and you could also get a sticker. So all depending at what level you're on, we'd love to see you there. It means a lot to us and it really helps us out. And also you should leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. In addition, we'd love it if you could tell your family and friends about us. And to make that a little more manageable, I'll break that down into steps. Mm-hmm. pull out your phone type in a textual message to a person that you know whoever who you love
2: or do it like a group thing who cares yeah, yeah yeah
0: make it like a group thing and just tell people hey there's this really funny podcast i started listening to it's called fire the Cannon, and then you you can link them to it and uh if you do that we should start like a referral rewards program or something maybe
2: we will we'll think about it if
0: you refer somebody to us we'll we'll think about it. what if it. they
2: just do it because they like the podcast Yeah, but That'd what if you nice. just do it though yeah yeah
0: we're not going away by the way we're ramping up so if you're in the middle of this episode hoping we're gonna go away we're not um all right thanks for listening back to the episode ahoy ahoy We haven't said this yet, but Queequeg literally carries his harpoon everywhere. Like, he sleeps with it. He carries it everywhere he goes. And so he was like, oh, my God, this guy carries a harpoon everywhere he goes. But now he's like, hey, that's Queequeg's harpoon. Like, don't harsh his vibe. Yeah, that's his special harpoon,
1: which we all love.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's his night-night harpoon. And um, so they tell each other a kind of cute little story. It was Queequeg had done something silly one time where he, the first time he ever encountered a wheelbarrow, he didn't realize what it was for. And so he just like picked it up and carried it. And <laughs> he was like, Queequeg, like that's silly. Didn't people laugh? And then Queequeg says, well, here's a story from Roko'voko And there was um, a sea captain, a foreign sea captain, who was invited to attend the wedding feast of Queequeg's sister, who is a pretty young princess who just turned 10. I choose to ignore that part. Yeah, <laughs> And apparently like there's like a sacred sort of punch bowl. It's like a like a bowl with like sacred water and they like dip their hands in or the priest puts his fingers in the bowl and then blesses the the beverage and everything. But the captain who didn't know anything about this just like takes his hands and puts them all in the bowl and is like washing them, which is like. Yeah. And so Kwee says, well, what do you think now? Didn't we laugh at him? It's a good point.
2: Yeah. He's, He's not like, the like, only it's savage. Okay. people laugh at me when
1: I'm here because we laugh at you guys when you go to my place.
0: Yeah. Everybody's a savage when they go somewhere different. And they
1: laugh. Oh, though. so that's what they yeah. did? He ruined their yeah. sacred bowl and they just left? That's pretty good nature. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> the wheelbarrow isn't anyone's sacred wheelbarrow. That's true. So they also, they are going on this ship because they have to
2: go somewhere else, maybe in Nantucket, who knows. If we find out, we find out. If not figure it out yourself so they get on the ship and there's like a little sailor, like a tiny little guy, making fun of Queequeg. And Queequeg, like, picks him up in the air and, like, thumps him in the chest and puts him down again. And then the captain gets pissed and all the sailors are so mad and the captain's like, I'm going to kill you. But he says it in, like, a racist way.
0: Hold on. I think, I think, I was trying to picture this in my head. I think Queequeg actually took the guy, threw him in the air, and it says he tapped his stern in mid set. Like, he did a somersault. You think he flipped in, him? I think he flipped him and then punched him in the chest as he was flipping. Flipped the guy and
1: punched him. Yeah, He's and then the Superman. fellow the
0: fellow landed with bursting lungs upon his feet. So that tells me, yeah, he flipped him in the air and just like... That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and then Queequeg just turns around and starts smoking.
2: I, I didn't that's think he flipped good. him. I thought he picked him up and smacked him and he fell down, but I like to imagine now that he... It says
0: mid-Somerset.
2: I know, Somerset doesn't necessarily mean somersault. Then what does it mean? Like, like an upset, like just being yeah, like that's... mixed
1: up. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, okay. Mm.
2: Yeah, I'm. I, like I said, I'm happy to imagine. Let's that. imagine him twirling around. I prefer it actually. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. yeah. Maybe. I mean, that would be really funny. So the other, we haven't yeah. said this, but Kwekweg speaks in a very particular way, which is just herman melville making i don't
2: even i don't want to give an example no yeah because it's not real pigeon it's like made up fake like offensive pigeon
0: it is but i think it's kind of cute the example here because like ishmael will kind of like translate for him so it is it is offensive that it's written this way but so the captain is like i mean unless you don't want me to give an example of it no
2: i mean whatever go ahead (laughs) it's not that offensive it's offensive but like Whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, I agree. Yeah. But I just think this is this is cute because this is the first example of Ishmael, you know, using his his lingo with him. The captain says, what in the thunder do you mean by that? Don't you know you might have killed that chap? And Queequeg says, what him say? <laughs> and Ishmael says, he say that you came near Kili, that man there.
2: <laughs> but that's like that's all. He just adds an E to one word. And now Queequeg's like, got it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he say yeah. you came near <laughs> no. Killy, So Queequeg yeah. goes like, Kili. Ah, he's smally fishy. I know killy's so smally fishy. I killy big whale. And the captain is yeah. like, I'm going to killy you if you try that again. Yeah. It's a weird language he makes up.
2: But soon after, a storm comes and, you know, wipes that little sailor overboard. That
0: little piece of shit. They just swab the poop deck with that guy. And
2: everyone's like, oh no, he's going to die. And then... Quickwig dives into the water, goes underwater when they thought he was lost, he pulls the little guy up and brings him on board and saves him. And then all the sailors and the captain are like, "We were so wrong about you. You're the best guy. You're awesome." And Ishmael's like, "That's my husband."
0: All. <laughs> <laughs> and Quickwig like doesn't even act like he acknowledges that this is a great thing that he did. He's just like, "What?" And then he's like, "Can I have yeah. some dry clothes?" And then he just like went and hung out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's a really cool guy. He is cool. That's why Ishmael's in love with him. Yeah.
0: I don't know why Queequeg is in love with Ishmael. Like, what is he bringing (laughs) to the table? Does he just fall in love with any guy who's in his bed? Was this like a curse that was placed on him?
1: Maybe, yeah. Uh, Yeah,
2: probably. Oh, Jackie, the next chapter, it's called Nantucket because they arrive in Nantucket, which is very sandy, apparently. That's literally the only note I made for the whole chapter. I wrote like Psalm 107, but I also wrote, they arrive in sandy Nantucket because he's like, all the sand on earth was here. And that's it. Like, that's the chapter.
0: Yeah. It also says even Noah's flood could not interrupt Nantucket, even though it overwhelmed all the millions in China. I was like, is 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 Noah in the Bible? Like, does it mention a whole lot of China? Like, Were there Chinese
2: people at the time? Did they know about yeah. China?
0: <laughs> okay, but Nantucket would be fine. The next chapter, I do love saying the chapter titles because this was my favorite chapter. It's called Chowder. I love um. a chowder. Oh. And it sounds so good. This is just, what? You don't like
2: chowder? The way you said it, that you love chowder. I was like, it seemed like you were too into chowder.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, It's so good. No, this is just him and Quequeg go to a new inn because now they're on Nantucket and they got to go stay somewhere else. So they go to a place together. called Yes, together. Of course. They go to a house called the what is it?
2: Tripots. The Tripods. Because it always has two pots of chowder that you can try. Mm-hmm. And it's owned by... Peter Coffin's cousin, Jose Hussey. So we do meet a woman in this chapter, and it's just Mrs. Hussey who
0: makes the chowders. Mrs. Hussey. And then here's Ishmael just being a total idiot. Like, I don't know if he's doing this to be annoying, but he seems annoying to me, where she comes in and she's like, clam or cod? Obviously saying, like, do you want clam chowder or cod chowder? And he's like, what are you talking about? A clam for supper? That's sad. You're just going to give us one clam? That's really... What a clammy reception. Yeah, and she doesn't even (laughs) respond I don't know. She just. I don't, yeah. He just wanted to make bad jokes. Did,
2: I feel like he doesn't know. She's just like, OK, clam chowder, whatever, and ignores him. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So she just leaves and then she's like, Queequeg, do you think we can both eat one clam? And then it's like, oh, but then I smelled the chowder and I understood.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought he was trying to make weird jokes. But yeah, so he gets the clam chowder and it's so good. He's like, oh my gosh, the clams were awesome. And then he's like, I'm going to try the cod chowder. And so he
0: gets some cod chowder and he's like, that was also awesome. And then she's like, what do you want for breakfast tomorrow, clam or cod? And he says both. Yep. I would love to stay there. My God, I would love to go to the tripods.
2: <laughs> I like the name. Uh, to be honest he does make it sound good he really does okay so finally oh my gosh finally he's like we get to the boat where we spend the rest of the book which is called the pequod which you've never you didn't know that name did you
0: becca no it's weird yeah it's the least weird he could there were three ships he could have gone on and he goes and like kind of tours them all so one is called the devil dam the other one is called the Titbit. And the third is called the Pequod. Whoa. So he says, oh, the, the Devil Dam, I don't know the origin of that name. Titbit is obvious. Pequod <laughs> is the name of a celebrated tribe of Massachusetts Indians. What the hell does Titbit, how is that obvious? What does that mean? It's just, Jackie, it's obvious. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on, it's obvious. Yeah, it's just obvious. That's what he said.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's small. It might be a small boat, and that's why he called it that. Yeah, but also the Pequod is... Kind of weird. It's like got whale bones all around it. It's old. Yeah, it's like it's very strange looking. Did he care at all what
1: he'd be doing or what the ships are up? They're to? all
0: whaling ships. Oh, they're okay. all whaling ships. But he was going and yeah. seeing like which of these do I want to be on? And the Pequod, he was like, "Well, right. it's so crazy old and it's clearly been through a lot of stuff. That means that's a ship that has been through a lot and hasn't sunk. So he wants to yeah, go with that. So one. I'll stick with it.
2: I don't remember if he. Did he always want to do whaling, or was it after he met Queequeg, who was definitely going to go on a whaling ship, that he was like, oh, okay, me too? I'm not sure. I thought he was like, I'm going to do something at sea, I don't know what, and then Queequeg is like, this is my harpoon, I don't go anywhere without it, and he's like, okay, I'll go with you. So he meets this guy. There are three captains of the Pequod. Captain Ahab, who we don't meet for the rest of this episode, and then there's Captain Peleg and Captain Bildad, and they... They're like part owners, basically.
0: They're like owners of the company, yeah. Yeah,
2: so it's like a collective. And the people who own the profits of the ship are those two captains who are retired sailors. And then a lot of like widows and orphans, they contribute. And then however much the ship brings back, it gets divided. So that the way the sailors get paid is based on their experience and skill and position, they get paid a portion, which is called a lay, like a portion of the of the whale that comes back and it's
0: ranked it's like if you have like the 20th lay that means you get like a 20th of it you get like a 40th part and so he's like oh well i've been on a merchant ship before like i'm thinking a lot yeah yeah he's like i'll probably get like at least like the maybe this you know hundred one two hundred yeah or maybe i'll even get the 75th you know he's like kind of (laughs) dreaming of it and then so he goes and meets with them they good cop bad cop him i thought i would get 275 but i wouldn't be surprised if i got 200, considering I was of broad shouldered make. He's like, I got such a good bod. Yeah.
2: So maybe that's what Queequeg sees in him. Maybe. Okay. They're both a pair of himbos, maybe. Two hotties. Yeah.
0: I doubt he's anywhere near as hot as Queequeg, but who knows? Yeah, that's
2: impossible. But so, okay. Bildad and Peleg, they're obviously Quakers from their names because they're like weird Bible names. And he kind of talks about like, oh, a lot of sailors in this area are Quakers still or former Quakers. So one of the Quakers is like when he walks up, the guy is like reading out loud from the Bible and he goes, don't store up your treasure on earth because blah, blah, blah. So he's like reading a verse that's like, don't worry about money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he tells him maybe you should have the 777th part. And then the other guy's like, oh,
0: come on, let's give him the 300th. Mm -hmm. And so Ishmael's like, yeah, yeah, 300. That sounds good. (laughs) He says, "Uh, the 777th wouldn't be too much, would it? (laughs) Um, This is also the part I found where he's like, ooh, if I get up to 275, I might even make enough to pay for the clothing I would wear out on the journey, not to speak of my three years beef and board for which I would not have to pay one stiver." So that's literally like yeah. I'm just gonna break even.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty funny that they really they really roll him basically, but That's crazy. <laughs> they also find out from or Ishmael finds out from the captains that Captain Ahab is like a very interesting guy. They say he has both been to colleges and amongst the cannibals. Well I think
0: and Ishmael's like, Well, why isn't he here like readying you know, for the yeah. journey or why can't I? I want to meet the guy I'm sailing under, right? Like I wanted to meet the guy I was going to get in bed with and I, that worked out he fine. He always wants to meet guys. <laughs> yeah, he always just wants to meet guys. Yeah, it worked out fine when he didn't meet his bedmate. Yeah, mate. he
1: does like to meet guys. It does work
0: out for him every time. But they tell him, um, well, you know, he's an interesting guy. Like he's he's not doing well right now. He's like, kind of depressed right now. <laughs> he's getting better. They say like, well, he's <laughs> sick. He's sick. He's not like physically sick he's just he's kind of sick uh but he's getting better and you know he lost his leg yeah he had his whale he had his whale he had his leg crunched (laughs) off by a whale yeah like a few years back right yeah i guess so i don't think it was super he are you still not over having your leg crunched off
1: (laughs) by a (laughs) whale we still not over it it's a hazard of the profession so if I have to lose
2: a whale, that's how I want
1: it. Or if I have to lose a leg, that's how I want it to go.
0: It's infectious.
2: They also, Peleg and Bildad are like, by the way, you know, you shouldn't, like, don't worry about him. Ahab, you know, that's a king. And obviously Ishmael was a school teacher, so he was like, he was an evil king. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, don't, don't pay any attention to that. He didn't come up with his name. He says he
0: can't help that he's named after this evil guy. So,
2: so they tried to use it to be a positive thing to be like, he's named after a king. So he's awesome. And then he's like, but that king was evil. They're like, uh, don't worry about his name. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't
0: mean anything. And and he says, besides, he has a wife. Yeah. And a daughter. So he's great. Well, you can't have a wife if you're evil.
1: What does that mean?
0: Yeah.
2: They're like, he's a normal human guy. He has a wife. Don't worry
0: about it. Oh, he's approved by a woman. <laughs> here's, here's my question. How did a whale chomp off his leg and nothing else? What? Like, how, how do you get in a position where you're in the ocean and a huge whale can chomp off your leg? You're tiny compared to— Okay,
1: I'll tell you. Let me tell you. He poked his leg into the whale's mouth, obviously. He's on the
2: boat. He's clinging to the rigging. He has one leg over the side of the boat, and the other leg is on the side with the ocean dangling and kicking around. And he's trying to harpoon the whale, and the whale bites off the leg that's on the outside of the boat. Okay. That's that's what I
0: believe. And this is a sperm whale? Do they have teeth?
2: They have a powerful jaw. Jaws. Okay. He doesn't want to eat the leg. He probably spit it out right after. Okay. Well, I'm
0: just thinking, like, in order to get... I'm
1: 100% pro-Moby Dick. He just doesn't want to be harpooned, poor guy.
0: In order to get his mouth around this tiny leg, like, he... I'm just thinking, like, that was almost like a straw. Like, he would have had to use his little lips and just, like, pop that leg off.
2: That's so cute of him. Yeah. Well, anyway, the leg's gone, and he's not happy about it. So, okay. So, the next chapter, he says something so cute because... Basically, Queequeg is like, I've got my version of Ramadan right now. I can't eat or do anything. So like, see you later. And he says, I was one who respected religion. Like, even like, I always respect it if I see a congregation of ants worshiping a toadstool. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, yeah, we're not Presbyterian Christians. We're not really any better than all these other religions. Like, everybody's kind of crazy. So Wait, Jackie, I need to show you a picture of a sperm whale's mouth real fast okay please do because i'm just not getting it oh jackie oh those are some big old teeth i think that creature could bite off a leg i think so
1: too they can crunch a leg off for
2: sure so the funny thing yeah he's like i don't know why presbyterians look down on pagans because we are all somehow dreadfully cracked about the head and sadly need mending (laughs) but then he like so he gets back from doing his thing and he's like, Queen Quag, I found us a boat, this is gonna be awesome. And Queen Quag won't answer the door and the door's locked and he's panicking and he's like, we need to break the door in cause I saw through the keyhole that his harpoon is there. So he must be there. Like he probably had a stroke, something's going wrong.
0: This guy takes it from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. And he's like, I got to get in there. I got to get in there. I'm going to break down the door. And Mrs. Hussey is like, you're not going to break down my door. And he's like, I'm breaking down the door. And then he does. He breaks down the door. Yeah. And uh, Queequeg's just sitting in the middle of the floor. He's
2: meditating. Yeah.
0: Same place he was in that morning.
2: He doesn't say a word and he doesn't move at all until dawn the next day. And then he's like, totally normal. And Ishmael, he's like, Queequeg I need you to get in bed so we can talk
1: get in bed so we can talk yeah yeah, and he tries
2: to be like, don't worry about religion.
0: Just take care of yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, but before that, in the middle of the night, he's like in bed tossing and turning. He's like, I can't sleep with him there on the floor. So he gets a blanket <laughs> and like puts it on him so he won't be cold while he's doing his thing. His meditation, mm-hmm. yeah. But that is a long time to sit in one spot yeah. and literally not move. And he had uh, something on his head, right? He had like his little idol sitting on top of his head balancing.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I
2: think so. Okay, so the next chapter, Ishmael takes Queequeg with him because previously he was like, "Do you guys have space for my friend?" He and they're like, "Has he killed whales?" And he says, "He's killed more whales than I can count." And he brings Queequeg, and they're like, "Uh, this is a problem because we're Quakers and he needs to be a Christian." And they also, in this chapter, they call him both Hedgehog and Quohog, and <laughs> Quahog is. A quahog is a tiny little New
0: England clam. Wait, they're calling quique queg that? Yeah, they keep calling him quahog. I think they I think they forget his name. Yeah. But so they're like he he can't come on this boat. Like that's kind of that's too much unless he's a Christian.
2: What they do is, so first they're like he has to show us papers that he goes to church. And Ishmael's like he's a member of the First Congregational Church. And they're like, "Really? With this preacher?" He's like, "Look, he's a member." And they're like, but he hasn't been a member very long. And he's like, yeah, he has for very many years. And they're like, come on, come on. And he's like, yep, the first congregational church, the church that everyone on earth is a part of. And the <laughs> the captains are like, whoa, that was a really good sermon. Like, you're even better than that sailing guy who talks about Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> so they say, we'll let him on board, but I don't know how much we're going to pay him. Mm. And this is when he does his other cool thing. He says... You see that
0: little speck
2: of tar floating on the
0: ocean. Yeah. You see that little speck of tar way over there. He takes his harpoon and he throws it and it goes right in the middle of that little spot. And then it, and then they're like, yeah, you can come on. Whoa. We're going to give you whatever light you want, basically. Yeah. And then he goes and gets his harpoon.
2: He's like, you see that spot? If that was the eyeball of a whale, pff, that whale would be dead. So they give him one 90th of the profits mm-hmm. compared to Ishmael's one 300th. <laughs> <laughs> he's a
0: breadwinner the next one the chapter is called the prophet is a little heavy on the on the foreshadowing here so basically queequeg and him they signed the papers they're like cool all we got to do is wait for the ship to be ready so we're gonna just go hang out somewhere so they go and like have dinner at this tavern or something and there's this old guy sitting there looking at them and he's like hey uh are you guys you guys going on the Pequod? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, we, we signed the papers and everything. And he's like, Oh, you signed? Oops. Uh, well, did you sign away your souls? And he was <laughs> like, Um,. I don't think I signed away my soul like what are you talking about and he's like well you know Captain Ahab right like he's sick and Ishmael's like whoa 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 he's getting better <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't even meet him
0: yeah, yeah. he doesn't even know
1: well, that's his
2: captain now
0: yeah so but basically the guy's like I don't think you should go on that ship like let me tell you like Captain Ahab he's his nickname is old thunder which makes him sound cool. That is pretty hard, yeah. He's quite literally on his last leg.
1: <laughs> true,
2: that was good.
0: That is very true. He's like, well, you signed it. It's too late now. Oh, the other
2: thing interesting is the weird sailor, nothing comes with this. They're like, whatever, we already signed. This guy's name is Elijah, and Elijah was the prophet who prophesied against King Ahab in the Bible. Mm. There you go. There you go.
0: So he says, are you sure you want to do that because you know, you know about the loss of his leg, right? And Ishmael's like, yeah, I know all about that. Elijah's like all about it you sure (laughs) all of it and he's like "Mm, no (laughs) pretty sure but that's so now we're getting a hint like okay maybe there's maybe there's something else going on here and they're like you know what queequeg come on just leave we're not going to talk to this crazy guy anymore goodbye yeah
2: So the next chapter, we meet another woman. I'm going to breeze through this because it's just them outfitting the ship. Captain Ahab hasn't arrived, but um, I think it was like Bill Dad's sister, who they call Aunt Charity, is helping. But he says like she just puts random stuff on board. Like she'll be like, oh, you need a pickle jar. And then she'll go grab
1: a jar of pickles. An empty pickle jar? (laughs) No, like with pickles in it. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. And you need a pickle jar for all the pickles you're going to be making. Yeah, so the first woman in the book, he just breaks down her door. And then the second woman in the book is this lady who has nothing going on. So that's it.
1: She's nice, though. She has. She has a whole profession. Jackie. Yeah, and she owns part of the ship also.
2: She's like a part owner.
0: But she doesn't mean very much to Ishmael is what I'm trying to get at.
2: Only Queequeg does. So this is the other thing. In the next chapter, I only wrote two things down, which is he interacts with Elijah again. And he says, do you know that I consider you a little impertinent? And then Elijah looks surprised and says, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> and then they also meet a really sleepy guy. And that's all that happens in chapter 21. So,
0: yeah, they were... So when when they, when they, Queequeg and Ishmael were walking to the ship because they were like, oh, we saw some people like heading that way. So that must mean that the ship's ready. So we yeah. got to go. We got to go. And he sees like these misty shapes and he's like, oh, I think there's some sailors running there. I don't think it's shadows, but so that must mean they're sailors. So we got to go mm-hmm. after them. And Elijah pops up and he's like, did you see anything that looked like men, Looks like men? going towards the <laughs> ship? Ishmael's like, "Yeah, I, I thought I saw a couple, but it was a little too dim to see." And Elijah's like, "Very dim. Very dim. See if you can find them now." And they're like, "Fine, too." And he's like, hmm.
1: "Yeah, he's <laughs> and that's weird." It. He's a weird guy. So that's a little creepy. Uh, that's, I love his vibe. That's what I would do. Just confuse random out-of-towners. Random gay couples. Yeah. <laughs> random gay couples.
2: Random interracial gay couples. Just mess with them a little bit.
0: Are these like ghosty guys? So they go on board the Pequod and they're like, wait, this is weird because I thought I saw all these guys running to the ship, but it's empty. There's nothing here. They're not leaving. Like everything is all closed up. And so they're like, oh, we should go down into the you know, the hold and see if we can find anything. So they go down and they just see this guy sleeping.
2: Yeah. The sleepy guy. And
0: Queequeg immediately goes and just sits on him. He just sits on the guy with his hand Mm -hmm. on the guy's butt as if feeling. It was soft enough to sit on, I guess. And to sit on. And Ishmael's like, Oh my God. Queequeg does that? Queequeg. He sits on the guy sleeping. Yeah. In front of his husband. Doesn't Ishmael get jealous? (laughs) He says, Queequeg, don't sit there. And Queequeg was like, oh, this is pretty <laughs> good. Sit seat. on my butt. Yeah. He <laughs> says, my country way won't hurt him face. <laughs> and then we find out that in Queequeg's country, uh, because he was royalty, they sit on people as furniture. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. doesn't that happen in succession? They play like the human furniture game, which is.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm okay with Queequeg doing it though. How did that guy not wake up? He's sitting on the guy's head. On his head? I don't know. But they start smoking, and then the guy like wakes up when he smells the smoke, and he's like, "Oh, smoking." Wait, Ishmael also sits on the guy? <laughs> no, I think Ishmael's just like
0: sitting on the floor, maybe oh, okay. or standing. <laughs> <laughs> then Kwee gets off the guy and they're just sitting on opposite sides. And the guy wakes up and is like, hey, what's going on? Don't you think you'd be a little freaked out? Like, even if you didn't wake up while the guy sat on you somehow, you wake up and there's these two strangers, one sitting at your head and one sitting at your feet. And the boat's otherwise empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I thought this was going to be Ahab. I thought they were going to be like, oh, we're waiting for Captain Ahab. And he was going to be like, that's me. I thought that's what was going to happen, but it's well, not. Well,
2: no, we sat on Ahab. <laughs> no, no. And he's not even important because that guy, he's like, oh, by the way, the first mate's over there. So it's like he's also just another random sailor. There was literally
0: no point to any of that. Like the ghosty part I thought was cool, but they had no reason to sit on that man and talk about it.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so the next chapter is called Merry Christmas because they set sail on Christmas Day and Ahab is like, they say he's in his cabin, but he has still
0: not appeared yet at all. Hmm. And Bildad and Peleg, you know, they've accompanied them this far, but now it's time for them to turn back to shore. So another little small boat comes and takes them away.
1: They could have just not come in the first place and not made the small boat do all that. Well, Ahab wasn't in any position to
0: pilot it, I guess. So yeah, I guess they have to get the ship out to a certain point And they're like, oh, well, Ahab's still not feeling good. So we'll do that. And then they'll come get us in another boat and take us back to shore
2: also they're retired sailors so maybe they wanted to okay but
0: they're but they're having a lot of trouble leaving they're like oh we you know this is what we do this is what we used to do like we can't just like leave the ship and so Bill Dad is like giving all these like long-winded instructions like oh don't forget to do this and like it's like a a mom sending her kid away to college and at one point he says if you touch at the islands beware of fornication goodbye
2: yeah Beware of fornication. Also, don't let the cheese go bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's really cute. They seem like a couple as well. They kind of do, don't they? Everyone's a couple. They
0: got into a fist fight at one point, but then they just, one of them gave the other one Crunch and Munch and they made up and it was fine.
2: (laughs) I think it was a fake fight. It was, I think the fight was like to, they were fighting, weren't they fighting about like how much money to give Ishmael? So I think it was to make him be like, oh my.
0: Oh, you think they did it on purpose? yeah I, do. I don't know i don't know if that quaker guy would do i think that. it's a scheme they've got
2: he would because he, he said the more money that he doesn't give the sailors the more money the widows and orphans get oh ah. so so okay so the next chapter i, I think we can go really fast because we're almost done but he says like basically there's a sailor who his name is bulkington and then he's like Damn, this guy's gonna die at sea, but that's not so
1: bad. And that's the chapter. Why is Bulkington gonna die?
0: He I think he's remembering at this point. He's saying, you know, some oh. chapters back I talked about this guy I met at the inn, Bulkington. And when we went out that night, who did I see standing?
2: Bulkington was there.
0: Yeah, he was He was standing at the helm. And I looked around and I was like, God, oh, this is crazy because he just came back from a voyage and now he's back again. And now he's like addressing Bulkington and he's like, what do you see in the sea and blah, blah, blah. And this... Oh, Bulkington. Yeah, it, it's it's a beautiful chapter, but it has... Yeah, Nothing to do with the plot.
2: He he also foreshadowed in a much earlier chapter, he's like, I wish Queequeg and I had never
0: gone to see it all because everyone died except
2: me. Did Queequeg die? That's what he
0: hints at. Oh no. He said Queequeg and I stayed together until he did his last final dive or something.
1: Oh no. no. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So we're almost done with our sections. The next chapter is hilarious, which is called the advocate it is literally just him being like whalers get no respect but we should the one thing that i really have to say about it is he says listen people think that we're butchers but we're not we're we go to battle we're exactly like soldiers but our ships are clean and battlefields are not clean also we're a lot braver than soldiers and then he says
0: more stuff
1: (laughs) ishmael's saying all that he's never even killed a whale yeah
2: Well, he's narrating from a perspective where he has.
0: I think this was him. He was starting to have forebodings about this. He was like, oh, like, this is a little weird. I haven't met Ahab. Like, this Elijah thing was kind of creepy. The ghost was kind of creepy. Then there was, like, foreboding about this guy dying. And I think at this point he's like, no, whaling is great and it's all good. And I'm just going to pump myself up a little bit. I kind of felt like he was doing that. Because he's coming up with all these... He's very defensive. Counterpoints. Yeah. He comes up with all these counterpoints. It's like, yeah, well, whalemen are... are They have no good blood in their veins. And he goes, no good blood in their veins? No, they have something even better. And then like, well, whaling's not respectable. And he's like, whaling not respectable? It is pretty funny. It is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the good blood also, by the way, is he's like, you know, Ben Franklin on his mom's side he came from a long line of whaling men oh well there you go ben franklin and he's also like some people are like whales they're not even good but they're considered the royal fish Mm -hmm. the really funny thing that he says at the end is he says um i prospectively ascribe all the honor and the glory to whaling for a whale ship was my yale college and my harvard wow and that's how he ends the chapter (laughs)
0: I really like the final chapter that we're talking about today, chapter 25. Yeah, it's called Postscript. <laughs> Postscript. He says, Look, I did just give you a bunch of facts about how whaling is great, but I do have to give I have another. One more. Yeah, he was like, Well, I-, I have to give you one more, which is that when kings and queens are coronated, They put some type of oil on their hair. And guess what that oil is made of? That's right. It's whales. So.
2: Sperm oil. Take that. Is what
0: he calls it. We whalemen supply your kings and queens with, quote, coronation stuff. But my favorite. Coronation stuff. We got coronation stuff. Quote, in truth, a mature man who uses hair oil, unless medicinally, that man has probably got a quaggy spot in him somewhere.
2: A what? Yeah, it's. It's funny because the first book that we read, The Odyssey, oiliness was next to godliness. It was awesome to be oily. But he here in this chapter is like, mostly if there's a guy with a lot of oil on him, we don't like it. But kings do it. And that oil, it's from whales. Okay.
0: (laughs) The the average guy slicking his hair back and like looking like a club promoter in the 90s. That's not cool. He's not using whale oil Mm -hmm. in his hair.
2: And that's the first 25 chapters of this book. How many chapters are there? like 150.
0: Wow. So to sum up, this <laughs> guy meets Quequeg and they get on a boat together and that's yeah. it. That's all that happened. Married. Yeah, they get married. They have some chowder, they smoke a little bit, they hang out in bed, they get a wheelbarrow. It's it's all great so far.
2: Yeah. Okay, there's 135 chapters. So, anyway, but most of them are quite short. Anyway,
0: that's where we are with the book. And for that reason, it's it's going faster than I expected it to. Um, it is yeah. a very long book, but the chapters being so short helps break it up. And it's pretty funny.
2: Yeah, and also the fact that nothing happens also makes it easy to talk about a lot of chapters <laughs> in one go.
0: Because he so he so quickly gave that that foreshadowing about Queequeg dying that I, I didn't yeah. quite enjoy the rest of it as much as I should have, which I know is an intentional choice. But I just wish he hadn't said that so that I could just be excited about them. But now I'm like, About oh my God, yeah, love. this this hurts seeing how happy they are because I know he dies.
2: Yeah, he. I think at one point he's like, oh, if only Queequeg and I had stayed in bed together forever instead of
0: going to sleep. Oh, no, that's yeah. so sad. <laughs> it is sad.
2: Yeah. I, I got to say, I am loving it. I'm Spoilers. loving it. Spoilers. I think
0: it's beautifully written. I think there's a few things that we pulled out that sounded weird, but... Even that chapter, I think the chapter where he's talking to Bulkington in his head, he's like, oh, Bulkington, like, what did you think when you were doing this and before you died? And how do you feel about the sea? I'm not doing it justice, but I was like, damn, that is gorgeous. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It's
2: it's written really well. It's also funny. I'm loving it. I love the romance between the two it's just, it's funny and it's good. So <laughs> far, I would really actually recommend it to a lot of people. Like, yeah. there's some books where I think this is a good book, but I don't think most people would want to, like, work their way through it and be able to get to the point of enjoying it. But I don't really feel that way about this. The whole time I was reading it, I was like, I would love to see Theo and Ishmael interact.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed it immediately. Yeah.
1: <laughs> see who and <in> Ishmael?
0: Theo. <laughs> oh. Because Ishmael talks about Queequeg looking like a man who's never cringed. And I'm like, I don't know if he'd feel the same about what, <laughs> But it's interesting how Ishmael does not describe himself at all. Like, we have no idea what he... He says he's hot. He says he has broad shoulders. That's it. But, like... He doesn't say anything else about him.
1: He has to be hot. Otherwise, why would Kuiqueg like him?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think because they're opposites. I feel like he's just like, oh, this is like my little guy. I got to protect him.
2: So I think what we can take from this is he's a white guy who has broad shoulders and no tattoos at this point.
0: And I think uh, another man who would have seen Queequeg coming into the room would have been like, oh, all masculine, I'm going to try to fight you. But he was just terrified. He was like, Peter, Peter,
2: help me. Like snuggling in bed. Ah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so maybe he just thought that was cute.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it wouldn't be cute if he wasn't a little bit attractive. He's got to be hot. Come on. He has to be. He's not as hot as Queequeg, but he has to be.
0: Okay. Here's a thought. Theory. Hot take. What if Ishmael's a woman?
1: No, but because then they wouldn't be gay gay and that would be not as fun.
0: Yeah, but sorry, I'm just saying, just a theory, call me Ishmael.
2: Because my real name, it's Jessica.
0: What if (laughs) Ishmael's real name is Isabella or something? Yeah.
2: That would be a really, really, really bad idea to be a woman and to be a sailor in the hold of a whaling ship. Yeah, that could go very wrong.
0: But it could be like Mulan, you know? Except
2: Mulan could run away if she needed to. If you're on a ship, you're stuck it's true no
0: she was camping with the army in the mountains she couldn't really easily but there's land there's you could
2: land she has a horse
0: you could run away by yourself through an avalanche that's what
2: she ended up having to do jackie because captain shang was like we're even now you saved my life i didn't kill you
1: so now I'll just ride your horse through the snow and i'm gonna leave you here to die yeah
0: yeah i guess she did have yeah. the horse the cow and the also horse. she
1: was on land it's like the ship what can you do she was on land i
0: get it but there's some pieces of land that might as well be the ocean like you dropped me off in the middle of the sahara Mm. that might as well be an ocean i'm not getting away from that yeah
1: Mm. i don't know i was getting gay vibes and if ishmael's a lady then that there's no more (laughs) gay vibes which yeah okay yeah
0: ishmael's not a woman i know that (laughs) i'm just like why isn't he telling us his real name
2: Um, I, I don't know. Maybe he's ashamed of what he does on the boat. Like, maybe he does something bad and Queequeg dies, so he doesn't want people to know. What? It's his
0: fault that Queequeg dies? Maybe, I said. Oh, no. Maybe, maybe. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, does anybody have anything funny they want to say before we let this go? Because Becca has to get up early in the morning. What are you doing, Becca?
1: Yeah. I just, before clinic, they like to give us lectures. So I have to be there for clinic, but... Like
0: they have to sit you down and say things like, young
1: lady, I'm really disappointed in you. No, they just tell us about different things. Sometimes surgeries or pathology or whatever. And it's like an hour and it's just early. Oh gosh.
0: I feel like if I knew that like my dentist, dentistry student, whoever was providing me services during the clinic, if I knew that like 45 minutes beforehand they were getting briefed on dentistry, I'd be like, I want maybe you just like sleep on that and absorb it a little more.
1: Well, it's not the thing I'm Whoa. doing that day. It'll be a new thing. Mm. It won't be like oh, <laughs> I didn't even know what a
0: a tooth was
1: <laughs> like a cre- like a ridge augmentation was until today, and now I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> that happens to me every day though. Like I don't do ridge augmentations, obviously. But do either of you watch the show called I think you C- uh, I think you can I think you should leave? <sighs>
2: No. I think you could leave. (laughs) (laughs) I think you could leave. I've seen some of it.
0: (laughs) Um, Theo watched that show as well, but I'm like the biggest fan of it. And there's, it's just a sketch comedy show basically where this guy behaves inappropriately all the time. Um, But there's Mm -hmm. one sketch where somebody's like driving like an idiot in a parking lot and another guy jams on his brake and is like, hey, don't you know how to drive? And the main character rolls down his window and he's like, no. I don't know how to drive. I have no idea what any of this shit is, and I'm fucking scared. And I took that screenshot of that scene with that quote, and I turned it into a custom mouse pad, nice. and I brought it to work. Wow. Because that's just how I feel all the time is, like, I have no idea what any of this shit is, and I'm really fucking scared.
1: Wow. Oh, my gosh. Like,
0: yesterday I learned about a disorder for the first time, and then I had to, like, tell the family all about it today. Oh, no. <laughs> and that happens, like, every day.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, no, luckily, usually what I'm doing isn't the new thing I just learned about.
0: Yeah, at least I'm not doing a procedure, but... Yeah,
1: it'll be like, this is a procedure, and then I go to the clinic and I do a completely different procedure that I already know about.
0: Oh, that's good. You just, there's so many genetic disorders and you're never going to know what it is till you find it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay, what, Rachel?
2: The theory or a theory of why Ishmael says to call him that is, Becca, you remember Ishmael in the Bible? Mm, I forgot about him.
0: Wow, did you even go to a private Christian school that taught you snake handling? Oh, wait, maybe you are just doing too much snake handling. I thought you
2: knew a buttload of crap about the Gospels. Oh, I guess it's not a gospel. Okay, so Abraham, his he had a really old wife, Sarah, and she couldn't give birth. And she was like, I really want a son. You should have sex with our slave, Hagar. Yeah, I remember that. And impregnate her. Oh, no. And he does, and her son is Ishmael. But then God makes it so that Sarah can give birth, and she has um, Isaac. And then she and Abraham mistreat Hagar and Ishmael, but God is like, hey, sorry about that, but like, don't worry, (laughs) I'll help you. And he says, like, you go out into the desert, I'll take care of you, and your son will become like the father of a great tribe of people so he's supposed he's considered like one of the prophets of islam and um so he's like ishmael he like wanders in the desert and he's like an outcast and a wanderer and our ishmael in the book wanders upon the seas okay so
0: so hagar so god's like sorry hagar i was out on pto last week and i totally missed that whole thing where you were being treated badly let me help you out that's what he does kind of
2: well what happens is Basically, I think, so God was like, hey, you guys are going to have kids. And I think Sarah gets sick of waiting and, like, waiting for God. And she's like, oh, he must have meant we're going to have kids because you'll impregnate my handmaiden. Uh-huh. So she, like, doesn't trust God enough to wait for herself to get pregnant. I remember about that, the handmaiden in Hagar. So, like, once she has a baby supposedly hagar starts to be rude to sarah and then sarah is mean to her back and then
0: hagar runs away and god's like i'll take care of you
1: no i bet sarah's the bad guy honestly
0: so that's all that happens with sarah is like sh- she's just she's just mean to that lady and then why, why do people name their kids yeah. sarah
1: yeah her slave probably didn't want to have her husband's kid that's awkward yeah i'm sure she didn't he's also so old he was like a hundred and twenty or something. <laughs> Honestly, Sarah and Abraham—they kind of <laughs> suck. Evil. Sorry, but
0: yeah. Why do people name their kids Sarah so often? Because they don't know about Hagar usually. Because
2: they all they know is she was an imp- important
0: woman in the Bible. Well, yeah. is it because nobody wants to name their kid Hagar?
1: Maybe. Yeah, Hagar's pretty bad. But, I mean, Hagar doesn't have a great fate. You don't want to name your kid after someone who doesn't have a good fate. I thought she does have
0: a good fate. She escapes
1: and she becomes free. Yeah, and
0: God's like, sorry, let me help you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just think. I do remember that. I just didn't remember the son that they had was named Ishmael.
0: All my knowledge of the Bible comes from me. (laughs) When I was little, I had this, like, illustrate. I had two (laughs) illustrated. Yeah, basically, Rachel. I had two illustrated Bibles. One was, like, really little kids and one was, like, slightly older kids. And all I remember Mm. from that is, like, God said Sarah would have a kid, and she's like, but I'm old. And then she did anyway, and it didn't have anything about Hagar or any of that other stuff. I was just like, oh, she trusted God, and it worked. And that's, like, the opposite of the— Well, she
1: didn't. Yeah. Those kid
0: Bibles, they weren't good enough. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Becca needs to go have a lecture Mm -hmm. tomorrow.
2: Okay. See you later, Beck. Jackie and I will finish up the rest of the
0: recording. Yes. Bye. 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 Can I I tell you one funny thing, Rachel?
2: Yeah, sure. This for the pod, right?
0: Yeah. Well, um... Okay, say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Before, so the reason we had to go a little fast on this recording is because Becca wanted to be done by, like, around now so that she could go to sleep early. Mm -hmm. But we started, like, quite late because I needed to delay and then... Rachel needed to delay, but then Rachel ended up having, like, five consecutive things happen that, like, delayed it all a little (laughs) bit further. And so I was testing out my mic while I was waiting for her, and to test it out, I just read out loud all of the texts that she was sending about all the terrible things that Steven had done to delay the recording. (laughs) So I was like, maybe I'll just put those, uh, put them at the end, a little teaser. Did a dramatic reading of the texts. This is Jackie with Fire the Cannon testing my mic again. I'm going to be doing a live reading of all the texts that Rachel sends. Sorry, Stephen moved my mic and forgot where he put it. He put it on his fucking desk that he never uses. I'll be right there. Need water since I was running around. By the way, he also moved my laptop and claimed he didn't. And I found it on a bookshelf I cannot reach.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand why he tried to say he didn't move my laptop when it was literally out of reach of my hands. I couldn't even reach where it was. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Uh, Ahoy. Is ahoy like aloha? Does it mean goodbye and hello?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of the letters are similar, but I don't think so. I'm
2: going to Google it. Does ahoy mean goodbye? It says it can be used as a farewell, a greeting, a warning, okay. or a farewell. So, okay, let's use that for n- from now on.
0: <laughs> Ahoy. I'd like to replace all kinds of songs. I was at Trivia last night, and they had, like, a Name That Song round, you know? And the theme was people saying goodbye yeah. to things. And we could replace that with everything. Like, uh, what's that song? Like, No Good at Ahoy's?
2: <laughs> I'm just no good at Ahoy's. Yeah, that would be good.
0: Ahoy, Yellow Brick Road. <laughs>
2: Ahoy, yellow
0: brick
1: road. Uh,
0: Ahoy, Jude. Would that work? (laughs) You say hello, and I say ahoy. (laughs) I got it. Or you could just
2: say ahoy twice.
0: Yeah. I say ahoy, and you say ahoy. (laughs) That's really good. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Becca had to hop off early, but Rachel and I are here to say ahoy. It was a dental emergency. (laughs) It was a dental emergency. She had to go do, like, a a ridge expander or some shit. I don't know. Something she just learned about today. Tomorrow, yeah. Thanks for joining us. If you want to follow (laughs) us on our... Social media? Social media. I forgot the word for social media. If you want to follow us on any of that, it's uh, at Pod Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, and... Now that Twitter is dead and it's become X, we're on Threads, and Threads is pretty fun. We're still on X. Yeah, we are on X, but we never post anything we're on it. And we're
2: going to be on Blue Sky. No, I just <gasps> tweeted, like, today. I thought we hate X. did. I mean, I oh. do, but pff, we've got, like, five followers. We can't waste that. <laughs>
0: yeah, not from not from the tweet. She's saying, we have five followers, like, total. That's not true. We have more than that, but.
2: Yeah, total. Uh, Yeah, we do. Yeah. Join us on Threads. Listen. If you want to help us out, there's a couple things you can do. One, you can
0: donate to us on patreon.com slash canon. We love it. And there's something exciting about that, which is that Spotify has recently launched its partnership with Patreon. So now you can listen to Patreon bonuses on Spotify.
2: Oh, that's awesome. That'll be easy for people. Um, I'm sure that's what's stopping, what, like a thousand people from supporting us? Probably
0: like most of you. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So now you can. And then um, the other thing is we you could tell your family and friends and also you could go on our instagram and you could comment i love your guys podcast you're definitely a podcast because people for some reason on instagram people
0: don't know where they
2: do not know we're a podcast <laughs> they think we're just an account that posts some stuff about books i
0: guess <laughs> but I, I but i'm constantly talking about episodes and we have like clips and all these things um yeah
2: we got in trouble because of a bot. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we almost got canceled. <laughs> I, I told that
0: story. I told that story, um yeah, in the bonus episode I did with Becca. Oh
2: you yeah. did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, if you wanna hear it, support us on Patreon.
0: Okay. It's in the free preview. But yeah, support us anyway. Um also do leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um I know we say that every time but like literally we haven't gotten one in like a year. Yeah please
2: do it. It's free. Please, please please if you have an Apple whatever. If you have an iPhone, please please just read and review us, please. It matters so much.
0: <laughs> okay, bye, everybody. Aloha. I mean, ahoy.
2: Okay, <laughs> ahoy. <laughs>